Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of 20 Something's Failing at Nothing with your hosts, Abby and Megan. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is the second time we've tried to start this podcast. The third time. The third oh, time, wait. because we've got, we've got Grace, the sister, having a shower upstairs, and she just keeps interrupting, so... Turning her music up. Turning her music up. Needing Turn to watch an episode. Do you know what? Any woman think it was all about her. And really? let me tell you, it is not. <laughs> I also look like one of the grandparents from Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Because I've refused to put trousers on, so I have to sit with a blanket on. <laughs> um, it's actually very late on a Monday night. Oh, it's very late. We're very Monday tired. Night. We've had a lovely dinner. We've had a lovely dinner. We have. We've taken over my brother's house because he's on a lovely holiday in Greece, so... It's my new favourite hobby, I think they need it to. It is so lovely to be here. I wish they could holiday just a little bit more. Oh, so do I. I think they do too. <laughs> he texts me saying he doesn't think he's going to come back. And do you know what? I said, I'll happily take your house. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll look after it for Wouldn't you. Wouldn't we just live the best life? We'd thrive. We would thrive. Especially if they keep paying the bills. Absolutely. <laughs> my only slight qualm is the fact that he's that bougie that all of his pots and pans have to be washed up and can't be put in the dishwasher. And let me tell you, that is not how we fly in my mum's house. <laughs> Non-stick, not no more, because we'll put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. The amount of frying pans we have in our house is actually... Like, in my brother's house, he's got like, a drawer, just one drawer dedicated, and each pot has its own space in the drawer. In our house, we have so many pots and pans. You just, like, shut the cupboard. Oh, just shut the cupboard the and the best, yeah. Yeah, and only open it if you want something, because <laughs> they're all falling out. And anytime someone's in the kitchen cooking and you pull a pan out, everyone goes, you are right? Because it <laughs> yeah. sounds like something terrible's happened. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, just getting a pot out. You're like, oh, all right then. Okay. I love it. I love it. Love it. How are you today, Han? Wonderful, thanks. I feel like I'm a commentator today. You look well. Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy. Happy, happy Monday. You happy? I can't believe it's only Monday. Happy, happy. I can. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I just don't know where the weekend went. I'm thinking positive this week. Oh my god, I love. That. I know. I've had a few weeks of like, Mrs. Negative. Mm. So now I'm thinking positive this week. I will be positive next week. Why? Because still I would have handed in my essay. But there's still six days of this week for positive. Do you know what, though? Honestly, and don't get me wrong, it was a choice to study again in my 20s. What a terrible choice. It's actually a great choice, but writing essays has not got any easier. No, and I think... I hate it. Most of the time that you're doing that, not everyone, but a lot of the time you're, it's people around you doing it. Mm-hmm. When you go back to study a little bit older, yeah. you tend to be the only one in your group. Or yeah. I mean, I was at uni. Did I have a job? No. No, I didn't. Yeah. Did I, I mean, to attend every lecture? No, no, I didn't. Other responsibilities. Yeah, didn't have them. I think when you make now? that choice oh. to go back, though, because mm. you're paying for it and, mm. and like it gets in the way of your somewhat normal life from before sure. I feel like everyone was very committed when they go to study further mm-hmm. oh yeah like I've never been more committed yeah but all my life I'm tired like putting it's not even necessarily well it is finding the time sometimes but also putting aside the time and like sacrificing doing other things feels that, way more now than it did back then yeah but, but everyone I can't pull an all nighter anymore I can't I can't do it have you tried oh Megan so many times since I started studying so how old was I when I started again 24 i really can't i'm 26 now and i let me tell you comes 10 30 at night i'm exhausted yeah i'm struggling to keep my eyes open this very second i used to go on nights out come back and write essays that's weird it's so weird but it used to be a great time to do i would like i would not drink on those nights out or i'd have like one yeah and i'd come back and but i'd like, just you'd sit be out until yeah because i was already like awake i got home at quarter past five in the morning i can't believe you did that 
No, I can. I don't know why I said that, because you always do that. I don't always do that, but... But you're always I, shocked by it when you do, but, but you are the one that will do it. I am cap- I'm capable of it. I'm not. 2.33. I'm out the door. I was very well put together on arrival home. I actually remember getting home and being like, oh, you're That's doing... Great. That's good, though. Greeted the dog, had a glass of water. That's lovely. Took off her makeup. Oh, that was a sneeze from Grace. Hay fever has got her bad this year. <laughs> She's allergic to that pollen. Do you know, I found out the other day that you can just develop hay fever at any time. Yeah, And I it's know. not that you weren't always allergic to it. It's just when your body gives up fighting it. No yeah, how mad is that? And then you can become unallergic, even <laughs> if you become allergic. <laughs> That's incredible. Has your body given up fighting it yet? Mine no. hasn't. Mine's going strong. I have, like, I'm sneezing more than normal, but I'm not. And, it, you know, yeah, some people isn't it like... can't even open their eyes in the morning because they're so, like, swollen and congested. I'm not that at all. It's so annoying because I've been so poorly. Mm-hmm. And on antibiotics <laughs> and everything, like, actually poorly. Yeah. And everyone just goes, hay fever. <laughs> Fuck off. I've got 10-day course of antibiotics. It is not pollen. <laughs> hay fever. Yeah, no, I'm quite lucky with that, actually. It's so degrading. Touch wood. But do you know, hay fever is like really bad for it's, people. It's, yes, I think. Stabilitating. <laughs> Stabilitating. Yeah, it actually is. It actually it? is. Yeah. For some people, they genuinely like cannot Can't see. function for like three oh months. Zoe, one of the girls, she if we go to like the pub in the summer, bless her heart, she'll just sit there streaming. Like her eyes will go. She's got to have about 10 tissues on her. I take <laughs> I take a Pirito once a week and I call it good. I'm like, that'll satiate. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I actually went out and bought hay fever tablets the other day. <laughs> How main characterish? And she went, oh, it's buy one, get one half price. But oh, yeah, all right, then I get two. <laughs> Don't need any. Well, because it said that they were the best ones, so I thought I should probably try them. Marketing passes. Well, dream. I have noticed no difference. So let me tell you, I've taken two of yeah, them. But you haven't got hay fever, yeah. so why would you notice? <laughs> well, because I have sinus problems, so I thought maybe it would make it better, but it hasn't, and I don't have hay fever, so. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but I now have no, a lot. No, got two of, packets. Yeah, I have a lot of, not sponsored, Alivia. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Not sponsored. But I'm sure it works for people that need it. Yeah. Not me. Promote it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Put it at your TikTok shop. <laughs> oh, my, I'd love... Do you remember when I nearly got a job doing that before it was a thing? No. I had to do an audition video. Have I ever spoken about this? You spoke about doing a weird forum thing. So, yeah, I was... <laughs> I had a live streaming job for a little bit, which I should never got paid for, so it wasn't really a job. It was a hobby. Um, But I also had an audition... <laughs> This was when, like, just before TikTok... I'm picturing, TikTok like, JVC. It kind of... QVC. <laughs> JVC. The camera. Isn't the JVC a van? A van? No, a lorry? JVC. No, that's HGV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a JVC is a video camera. The original... Not, like, but like one of the early video cameras. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I... <laughs> I got the, you're near you are tonight. So I got this job before... <laughs> It was a couple of years ago. I was having a bit of a midlife. I was like, I need to make extra money. What am I going to do? And I went on... It was on Indeed. It was a a live streaming TikTok shop job. But it wasn't called TikTok shop. It was like a TikTok seller or something. God, that's so weird. And I had to do... It was a weird company. And I had to do this audition, videotape audition. And I got an audition for it. But I got freaked out when I never went. <laughs> but I could have been a TikTok shop person. I think I'd have been pretty good. They might let you on that line. But it seemed really weird and when we googled the office and stuff it turned out there wasn't actually their office. It was all a bit like, it was all a bit Do you remember, I feel like I've made this up, but in the era of when you used to read magazines, like Mm. girls' magazines. Yes. Do you remember there being like horror stories about models being scouted and then them like young girls who are obviously not models Mm. being scouted by like randomers on the street? No. This was in the magazines? I'm sure it was in the magazines. 
and they'd like go to places and they like wouldn't exist or it'd be like mm. really dodgy really weird that's awful yeah no, I used to love the girls magazine but I feel like this like, is a new version of that which celebrity you would marry and it'd be like answer a yes flow or chart. no yeah, yes or no <laughs> questions yeah. and I'd be like oh it's a sign <laughs> or like the agony and I'd, I'd change my answers to align with like Zac Efron oh yeah all the time I'd be like let me do it again I have to try again <laughs> or like the horoscope bit or the agony arm bit at the back oh, I still gosh. like a horoscope do you know I like a horoscope I do. And the older I'm getting, do you know what else I quite don't mind? Quite don't mind. Crosswords. <laughs> <laughs> Never get them, but I quite enjoy More them. More intelligent you get. It's a bit of a thrill, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of an excitement. Anyway, nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Megan, take it away. We're running out of time to talk about it already. What? What are we talking about today? Well, so, I follow these people on the Times. Yeah, of course. I think they're called... I should check the names. They're called Married Therapists. Married Therapists. Yeah. It's like a mum and a dad who married therapists. (laughs) That was brilliant. Clarify. Explaining, thank you. Um, But. Oh, is is the fuzzy on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. We continue. We do. We suffer through. So basically their daughter, I presume, films them just basically asking questions and then Mm -hmm. people just start writing in questions and they answer them. Anyway, one that I saw was what is limerence mm-hmm. and i was like tell me guys yeah i have no idea no I have no idea tell, tell us megan so i don't want to butcher it which i obviously will but it's something to do with like how you can become like infatuated with another person yeah to the point where it's like beyond a crush it's like a an obsession he calls it a crush on steroids steroids is how he says yeah it as well. he does yeah um but I just thought it was so interesting because definitely, definitely know people that have done that. I've done that. I don't think I've done it. Because he was saying it's like you wake up thinking about them, you go to sleep thinking about them, you dream about them, you, you analyse like, every movement that they make, you're constantly reading into, and they are they giving me this signal, that signal? They send a text with like three words in it and you're breaking it down quite oh broadly. Yeah. But he said like, it's to the point of, like you'd compare it to any other addiction, how it mm. like works. And they actually, I only showed you one video, but they actually did go on to record another two. Okay. And he was saying, like, how you get over it. Mm. And he was like, in all honesty, like, the best way to get over it is to cut it off. Yeah, because he said at the end of that video, you showed me that um, he was like, it's interesting to see, like, what that person's missing in their life, hence why they're addicted to this other person. Yes. It goes deeper than just the fact that you're infatuated with them. It's what is it giving you as a person. Yeah, like, what box are you ticking with this obsession? Yeah, because a lot of the time, I think when you're, or when I have ever felt... I'll use the word obsessed with somebody. Yeah. It's because they aren't actually a very good person to me. It's almost like they pull away or don't treat me in the way that I deserve... And when someone pulls you, when someone like goes back, you pull tighter. Yeah. And I think it becomes that. I definitely, I remember the last person I did that with was probably about four years ago now. And I remember, I always knew that we weren't ever going to be each other's person. All of that. Like I was, I was so like understood what it was, if that makes sense. But because of the way that he was and the way that he treated me or their lack of, I was almost obsessed with knowing everything or like when was the last time he was online he didn't have social media so it was like okay what can I find out about him like 
all of these different things. And even when it ended, I remember looking on the dating app that we'd met on, thinking, when is he going to come back up? And no I was way. like, and I was on that dating app to date other people, but I was always conscious of like, well, we don't live that far away from each other, so when is he going to pop yeah, back like up? Yeah, like if I when? keep flicking through. Mm, and one day he did. Oh, you are right then. And I told him exactly what I thought about him. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and I matched him again to see if he'd match me. And he had, he'd matched me first. That's it. But that's a bit psycho-y. But also, I think it is that, because you never know where you stand, which is so heartbreaking in so many ways, but also a little bit addictive and exciting. Yes. Which is so bizarre because it's so unsafe. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to hear from you from the next week. And then I'm waiting by my phone and it pings. And you're like, oh, you know, like if you're dating someone and they're so inconsistent and then your phone goes and you're like, oh, and it's not them. Oh, I God, remember it's like a being, little tiny dagger. I remember being really young. Well, I say really young, like mm. young enough. Mm-hmm. Teens, late mm-hmm. teens. And like stay, genuinely staying awake at night. Mm. Like keeping myself up, lying in bed, keeping mm-hmm. myself awake to reply to messages. Yeah. Because in my head I was like, if I don't reply now, I'll miss my chance. That's crazy, isn't like, it? Like, if I fall asleep... Mm-hmm. Therefore, this conversation comes to an end. Yeah. When I message back in the morning, that'll be that. Yeah. So I'd wait until I stop getting one situation in particular, mm. not like my mm-hmm. my usual practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, if that is not obsessive. Oh my god, I can't think of any of any of the people in our lives that haven't been a bit limerent. <laughs> yeah. We've all limeranced it's somebody. So, it's so cool that there's a word for it. Limeranced us. Not me. Not me either, I don't think. <laughs> not me. I don't think we're the limerence type. No, like, we're not the limerence We're not the receivers of limerence. No, I think we might be the givers. <laughs> I think we give limerence. Not so, I don't think we do now. No, absolutely not. I think we definitely but, did. But also, there's been a time. was it not kind of the way that you thought dating should be when you were younger in some ways? Yeah. You know? Which I is think really, really effed up. Really effed up. I think there was like a skewed... Um, I think in the past few years, and mm. I say few quite loosely, mm. the idea of healthy relationships yeah. has been more accessible in terms yes. of like, we actually grew up with reality TV, like with like Geordie Shaw. Sure. With like Gary. When you throw a drink in someone's face. Gary and Charlotte. Yeah. Like that was mental. Yeah, but everyone still that. willed them to be together. I see. Yeah, but that's kind of mad, isn't it, that we yeah. do that? Because actually, it was that probably so wasn't bad. very good for them, so you know, bad. mentally. But, like, the same with all the films, everything, like, on the telly that we watched. Mm. There was nothing that was, like, nece- there's nothing that necessarily portrayed what healthy should look like. It was all mm. about being obsessed, one yeah. way or the other. And all the things you do to get that person. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think that, like, I don't know if we necessarily had the best examples. I would say that social media has probably been beneficial in some ways. Mm. Like, I guess it depends on what kind of version of each platform that you end up on. Oh, From, like, what you look at. Because from day to day, you can go from literally, like, I think body image... (laughs) (laughs) What happened? How did I not see it? I'm sat in front of you. What happened? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I can go from like body confidence Mm. talk Mm -hmm. straight into like 
the most high pressured forms of like dieting, exercising. Yeah. How I got to look like this in six weeks. How I Yeah, I saw a man that lost a hundred pounds in three months. He did the naval diet. Not the naval diet, he did the naval the navy like <laughs> sounds like a bad diet. <laughs> I didn't mean that. He did the navy diet, like right, he became like a navy. He wanted to. <laughs> you're a naval officer. I don't. Is that a thing? Were you navy officer? I don't know. But he did. Um, he wanted to become a navy seal, right? And he lost a hundred pounds in three months, but he got no loose skin. His training regimen regimen <laughs> is absolutely. On a normal day, he never he never runs less than twelve miles a day. That's crazy, and that's not Meg. That's just his warm up. That's breakfast. Then it's like a bike cycle. <laughs> what? Uh, no bicycle ride. <laughs> it's so late. He goes cycling. He goes cycling. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then he does weights. He does a hundred reps of small weights. But like, this is a very, very, very niche market. Do you know what I mean? I'm tired thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I'm exhausted. But this is what I mean. Like, you can just get on such a niche version of that platform oh for sure but i think in fairness that is probably where people speak the most openly about what makes a healthy relationship mm-hmm. and again like a lot of it's opinion based mm-hmm. but a lot of it is also like from people's backgrounds yeah um but i would say i've probably had the most access to healthier versions mm-hmm. of relationships since tiktok has existed Rather than before. Yes. It gives you different perspectives, yes. I think. And because people are online, and of course they're only showing a snippet of their lives, aren't they? Yeah. But I think it shows you other ways of things being done. Whether that is, you know, like people discovering um, like different versions of relationships, like polyamorous relationships or monogamous relationships or like all of these different things or like actually talking about your feelings is an okay thing to do. Mm. Actually not feeling anxious all the time in a relationship is a good thing. Yes. Because I hadn't, well, up until recently, really, had always been anxious when I was dating somebody. Yeah. For fear of what we said earlier, that limerence part of it, of like, yeah. not of knowing like if they're going to text back. Yeah. Like, it's kind of just always being a little bit hurt. It's weird because when I think about it, this probably isn't right. Mm-hmm. I'd like to flag, the only thing I know about this topic of limerence is what the three-minute clip of American he sounded therapist. like he knew what he was saying. Though. He knows what he's saying. He's a reliable We're inferring source. from his information. We are, we are. In my head, mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree or not, it's always a woman. Yeah. I don't think that's true. No. I don't think that's true. But I think, like, my automatic presumption is that it's woman. Mm. But then I think that probably says a lot about... Say that word again. Presumption. Right. Did I say what? Well, I say Presumption. 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 <laughs> no, it's cool that you said it's it that cool. way. Though. Sorry, it just shocked me. Um, it's probably not always woman, and I think again that's probably ingrained in our heads from women always look crazy. Mm. We are a bit though. We are a bit, but also sometimes do you not think, "What did he do?" Oh, all the time, mm. all the time. Or what did someone do? Yeah, not necessarily that person that you act in that way towards. Mm. But what was interesting about this topic is that he was saying like it literally needs to be treated as an as any other addiction mm. like it's something that you literally you can't like break free from it you have to cut yourself off yeah he was like you would not send a recovering alcoholic to the pub no you wouldn't give him one beer no and love like when people are heartbroken it hurts doesn't it like mm. people say like it's physically painful and i think like it's that withdrawal from... have you felt no that? i haven't personally i've been very um 
What's the word? Because I don't even know if hurt's the word. I felt very, like, disappointed or felt very... Do you know what? I felt, I felt the feeling of rejection quite badly, actually, yeah, when I was younger. me too. Not so much as I've gotten older, but I think you learn to protect yourself a little bit more the older that you get. Rejection's redirection. But it hurts. Like, I remember, like, I felt rejection but and it's all pain? like... physical pain? No. physical pain. More just, like, getting myself down and going, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? This and that. Do I look how I should? Am I enough of this? Am I too much of that? I feel like, whereas now, if you just... If someone says you're too much for them, or you just they're just not enough for you, do you know what I mean? Like you kind of change your avenue and you go, well, like rejection's just redirection. But again, a lot of people will never ever feel that. A lot of people will feel that rejection, and really, it it hits them hard. But don't you just think like, because I find it quite easy to get in that way as well, where you think, oh, this is chaos. Chaos. I find it quite easy to get in that mindset of like, if something doesn't go your way, Mm -hmm. or people aren't seeing you how you feel they should or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's quite easy to get wrapped up in that and start mm-hmm. thinking, like, everybody is seeing you that way. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's already so many people that don't treat you like that. Oh, yeah. That if one person can't see that value, mm-hmm. but a hundred other people can, and you have all those people in your life anyway, all your friends, your family, mm-hmm. like, even your colleagues, whatever, like, mm-hmm. I have one guy who hands out the newspaper by the station, but... He always smiles. Like, he's always very nice mm-hmm. to me. And, like, I'm nice to him too, Ovs. I take the newspaper off him every day. I've never read it once. Um, That's lovely. I know. Just keep, you know. Just keep giving, Meg. Just doing what to work. Just keep doing you. Um, but isn't it so weird how, like, that one person's perception of you mm-hmm. can be so dominant in how, like, you feel about yourself. You adopt it, don't you? But all of those other people around you aren't treating you like that, mm-hmm. acting like that towards you. But one person can change how you think. It's almost like, I think, because, because I agree with you completely, but it's, I think when someone does something like that, I think the reason we focus on it so much is because somebody is almost validating the negative things we already thought about ourselves. That's so true. And so we, and it's the same, I think, with like when, you know, when people talk about if they get trolled a lot. They could have a million lovely messages, but that one will stick with them. And it's because that person has picked on something that they are already insecure about. Yeah, Whereas everyone it. else is praising the stuff that maybe they're insecure about it, but other people are praising so many things that you're like, that's lovely, that's lovely. You're hearing it all the time. And that one person goes, well, your ear sticks out too much when you turn to the left. And they're like, oh, I always hate I've the fact my ear stuck out. Yeah. Yes. Or like if a guy says to you, you're just too much for me. You go, fuck, I always thought I was too much. Yeah. And it, it, you adopt that personality trait. And actually, all it is is somebody else's thought. And like we've said yeah. before, thoughts are just thoughts. They're not facts. But, like, when you can, like, correlate that with how you feel about yourself, I guess that's pretty tricky. For sure. And I think as well, the problem with it is, and I think this is probably where limerence get, becomes addic- like that addictive side of a relationship, is because if somebody is picking on your insecurities, number one, they're validating the things you already worry about about yourself. And two you probably already placed your happiness in that other person. And therefore, if they're to leave or to go or to reject you in any way, even if they stay with you, but continue to reject you within the relationship, you are addicted to that happy hormone that they have given you before. And you're like, but I felt so shit before you. But when you tell me I'm beautiful, I'll listen to you. Everyone else could tell you you're ugly, but as long as they think you're beautiful, that's all that matters to you. You, It's almost like they are your mirror. Mm. And actually, you have to put yourself up in front of yourself, not somebody else. Yeah. Far easier said than done, for sure. Especially if someone's, you know, good at what they're doing. 
but it's a tough one. Like, yeah, for sure. Because I think, you know, we've said that we've all got the capacity to be manipulative for sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. But it's when you choose to not do it to that person that yeah. I think is really important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had limerence to the point that I've been obsessed, but I've definitely been a little bit hung up on people and yeah. stalked their social media and all I of think, that stuff for sure. I think it's like when people are experiencing that in like a longer term, mm. I can imagine it can be quite detrimental. Oh my God, for sure. Like, I think it can probably be a detrimental way to feel anyway, because there's nothing balanced about that. There's nothing. No. To have to like cut something out of your life. Because of that. How it's a much big deal. Well, because if you cut anything else out of your life, like literally cut it out, it's because it's so bad for you. It's like to your detriment. Yeah. But I think that the idea behind it is that like, you or the person who is i don't know the context to the person who's obsessed i don't know how to say that mm -hmm. word in like different um, no it's fine limerent i don't know yeah the person who that is mm -hmm. the idea is that you're seeking something different mm. and like that's the way it's showing itself mm -hmm. like he was saying it could be like anything from like childhood trauma sure but imagine yeah. Imagine that that's the way that that reflects. I think as well, though, don't you? Like, we all crave an idea in our head. And sometimes, you know how, like... I'm sure we've done it, but, like, you know how people get into relationships and you're like, they're so with the wrong person, but they're so in love with the idea of this stability or, like, marriage yes. and kids or what life could look like that it doesn't actually matter who the person is. It's just having that person there to mm -hmm. live out the dream with. Yeah. But a lot of the time, they're not they're not one in the same dream. But, like... You become, I almost think sometimes instead of becoming infatuated with a person, we become infatuated with the idea of a person. <laughs> You're so yawny. I know. It's like a bedtime story at the I point. know, yeah, it's like that one that where Tom Hardy read. <laughs> um, but it, it's so again, mad. Say it again, say it again. Like, <laughs> just tell me again. Um, you become infatuated with the idea of the person as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, because I think uh, a lot of the time, if you actually, if you say that, say the person that is in limerence yes. is addicted to the person. If, if say if that person wasn't in their life and I showed them a, like a profile of another guy who wasn't the person they're obsessed with, yeah. showed them the profile or well, whoever the person is, showed them another profile with all the same characteristics, all the same traits, all the same tendencies as that person, they'd run a mile. They'd let dick. Yeah. yeah. It's because that person fit the idea at the time, I yes. think. It might not be, but that's just how I would take it. Yeah. Because when I've ever been obsessed with somebody, I know they're not right for me, but they have been there at a time when I wanted the idea in my head to be real. I think for me, it's only ever been in a situation where I've come second to somebody else. Mm. That's what, like, that's what makes me become that, like, version of myself mm. where I can be, like, quite intense about it. Yeah. Is what, but again, it's rejection, isn't it? It's painful. Because it's, it's so horrible. It's your ego. Mm. in a way where like if you're in somebody and they decide that there's somebody else who's better for them mm. you're like what instantly that means we're not good enough and it's like no yeah. we're just not that right person and it's like not validating at all no but again it's that like it all comes back around doesn't it because in a in a way this mm -hmm. could be incorrect but it also could be correct mm -hmm. in a way if you're not seeking validation from another person yeah it would almost be impossible to be in limerence. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Because like, because you don't need another person. You, you want them. If you, and if you feel fully validated within yourself, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's impossible to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. but I just mean that like toxic, obsessive, can't function mm-hmm. without the thought of them being like completely into you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel very plausible if you're not in quite a vulnerable or yeah, like not. Desperate's not the right word, but, like, you're really seeking that, like, affirmation from another person. Because, mm-hmm. sure, like, people can be nice to you. People can affirm you mm-hmm. all the time. They do. People we just do. don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People do. And you do it to yourself, too, without realising. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, unless you're really quite, like, secure in yourself at that time, then I guess it could quite easily slip into that sort of, like, obsessive. Definitely. Addictive. Yeah. I think it's scary that there's a there's a real thing, like there's a real concept out there about like being addicted to another person mm. in that way that you could be addicted to anything else, like literally yeah. substances. Yeah, but then think as well, like how many people do you know in your life that have been addicted to another person? So many. So many. So many. Yeah, but we don't think of it in that way. We just think of it as like, God, why are they doing that? But actually, people are. They get fully obsessed with another person. But equally, as much as we're... I say blaming. Like, this whole conversation has been around the person who is obsessed. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that a lot of the time, I probably would argue not all the time, mm-hmm. but I would say a lot of the time, the person that people are obsessing over have a nature about them that allows people to do that as well. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, there's definitely two people involved in that. There's a way of way being way. that make people... Because if you are super validating in a normal and relaxed way mm. of in the way where you like someone mm-hmm. and so you do like what they wear or what they're doing and you support them in that way and you're mm. like you look great or your job's great your family's great whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing like you're positive around them that's great that's i've said great nine times <laughs> that's, that's great it's great <laughs> that's lovely yeah but i think that there's a type of person who, like, that withdraw that type of thing so that people are... Their counterpart is, like, craving that attention. Of course, that yeah. they, don't, they purposely, like... They manipulate. Yeah. They're like, I know you're craving attention and love and, like, physical affection. And that's why I'm going to turn over. It. Yeah, I don't want to touch you. I don't want to hug you. I don't want to kiss you. Yeah. People know what they're doing. Go away, I'm on my phone. Ugh, what? Like, people know exactly what they're doing. Like, yeah. They're not... Um, or, like, can I have a hug? No, you can't. Like, withholding... Uh, withholding... Or, like... Can we go and do that? No. Like, just instantly shutting you down all yeah. the time. If you've put your happiness in another person, them shutting you down is also you shutting you down. Yeah. And so, eventually, you suppress so, so, so much, but you've already put all of your happiness in another being. And actually, it is a case of, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I've cracked the code, but it is a case <laughs> of finding that happiness in yourself. Yes. being a, you know, And also, even when you're with another person, still being okay on your own. And it's like, I Having think... Having autonomy, which is the word we learned earlier. That's the word you learned earlier. That's the word I learned earlier. I'm learning so many words. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually a really nice trait in another person mm-hmm. when they've learned enough about themselves to be... To just... Do you know what? Like, just being aware of what you bring to the table. Security in and who you are. Yeah, and mm. I don't even think it's necessarily just in a relationship. I just think in general... I think, like, a really desirable trait at work is people who know when to step forward and know when to step back. Sure. They know what their thing is. Mm-hmm. They know what they're good at. 
or they know what they want to try even. Like, yeah. not necessarily that they're good at it, but they want to get involved in it. Mm-hmm. But equally, they know when it's somebody else's time to, like, step up. And I think that's, like, that can transpire through, like, everything. I don't think that's just a work thing. I think yeah. even in, like, a family dynamic, you know your place, don't you? You mm-hmm. know what's, like, even if it is to make people laugh. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I feel like you know your worth in that sense, that you know what you're bringing to that group of people. Mm-hmm. And I think in a relationship, if you don't value anything you're bringing to the table... Not only are you, like, allowing that person to be in control of your happiness, you're also, like, putting your value down and, like, yeah. not giving yourself enough credit. Yeah. But that gives other people the power. Like, it makes you so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It gives people, not that they should want to, but it does give people the power to manipulate you. Of course it does. When you yeah. don't realise your value. Mm-hmm. But it's the same with addiction. Any other addiction, isn't it? It's like, yeah. not only can you not, you can't you function without you it, are. but also you, you can't see a future without it. You can't mm. live without it. And to be that addicted to another person, even if it's bad for you, as most, as pretty much every addiction is bad for you, something if you're addicted, it's, excess, it's got to it, it? a toxic point. Yeah, you can't live without it, even if it's bad. And it's like you shouldn't ever have to feel like you couldn't function or live without another person. Because yeah, because the thing is, like, I don't think that, like, I don't think I couldn't live without you, mm. but I don't want to. No, you choose you to, know want to I mean? live with that it's person. Not, yeah. It's not a matter of, like, not being able to exist. Mm-hmm. It's... Not wanting to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. And, then, you know, at points you do need people. Of course you do. I think it would be naive to say that you never had that moment where you're like, no, I need you right now. Yeah. And you need to lean into the other person, whether that's a friend, family member, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But to have to have that all the time, to be that anxious all the time within a relationship... Well, number one seems extremely exhausting, oh but two, God, yeah. it really sad, really sad that people actually get to the point where they feel that addicted to another person. Like that's some that's some crazy shit. I saw something cute the other day. Mm-hmm. Cute is that the word? I don't know. I don't know. This woman was saying, um, I'm guessing she's married. I'm sure she was saying her and her husband were. Oh no! <laughs> Trying to put my glasses on, but I've got headphones on. And I can't get them in. There we go. Um. She was saying, like, what they do is... Because everyone says, that like, relationships are 50-50. Sorry. I'm giving myself sickness because they're on wonky. There we go. Do you need help? No, I'm good. You're good? No, <laughs> they're a bit skew-whiff for a little sec there. Um, she was saying that everyone says relationships are 50-50. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare that two people are both running at 50. Oh, yeah. So, like, no, it's never actually 50-50. You're never really 50-50. Yeah. So... Even though the, the idea is that you split the load kind of thing. Yeah. You both put the effort in. You both do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that two people are, like, simultaneously running at 50-50. Mm. So the way that it works in her marriage is, like, they'll tell each other where they're at. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're having a rough week, you can come home and be like, I'm literally, I'm at 20. And then they're like, don't worry, I've got 80 this week. Like, I'm feeling okay. Like, I can, I can carry the load. I mm-hmm. can do the dinner, whatever it is. And I thought, hmm, Interesting. For sure. Because it is actually true. Like, how how unlikely is it, really, that two people are going to quite consistently be running at 50 You can't be. So unlikely. Because who, who's ever... Like, that would be to say that a whole person on their own would be 100% all the time, and we're just not. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes you're 10%. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I really just need you to do like your thing. The fact that they're, like... They purposely communicate what percent they are mm. to be, like... Obviously, it's not literal, is it? It's not like I'm literally 20%, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm really not, it's really, I'm not thriving. Yeah. Not feeling that at the moment. I can't give it, you what you, what I, well, what we need at this moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like meeting 
not in the middle, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, just meeting somewhere mm-hmm. to understand, like, where each other are at. Definitely. Not to just always presume 50, you know, because 50 is quite... 50 right now, 26 is making 50 feel quite high. Mm-hmm. 26. Even, even 38%, not 26 for me. 26 is feeling 40% very, now. I'm thinking very 17%. I can do 16.5. What? Just to be pedantic. 26 is giving you 16.5%. Yeah. I'm tired, man, a lot of the time. I feel different. I'm sure once I handed myself for like a new woman, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm giving 92%. <laughs> We'll ask you next week. Oh, please do, because I'll be like, hi, everyone. <laughs> so excited. Um, well, God, your TikTok's been very different to mine recently, because all mine is, is the lady that eats a lot of cottage cheese and mustard with raw vegetables and water talk. So, yeah. You're on the dangerous side. I love it. I mean, I'm on the therapy Water side. talk is incredible. American people, they don't have squash, so they have these, like, packets of flavoured powder. That they pour into the water They're like let's make a mojito kombucha water <laughs> i'm like wow i want to do that so i did i ordered something disgusting did you yeah it's horrible it just tastes like sugar i've never known anyone order so much in my life this one lady's like just put in two zhuzhs of pineapple syrup <laughs> do you know how much i want to put zhuzhs of pineapple syrup in my water i'll hate it but i wonder and the lady that eats cottage cheese i love cottage cheese but she's like raw brussy brussels sprout she, sorry, made me cough. She dips it. In, she dips it in cottage cheese, and it honestly imagine the texture of a raw Brussels sprout. And everyone's doing it. Everyone's like, "This is my lunch." No, everyone on your side of TikTok. Soon. No, everyone's doing. If if you haven't seen the cottage cheese lady, I don't know what you're doing. I'm watching therapists talk. Clearly, you well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm consuming maybe pineapple water maybe and cottage try cheese. It. Should try it. Well. Because you're running at 16.5. I am. And I'm running That's at That's thing, 17. I can't actually deal with the idea of therapy TikTok. It's my whole entire life. That's very true. I need to do... I need water talk to get me through the day. Yeah, you need to consume some sort of alternative information. And, pr- and profi. Protein coffee. I had one today. <laughs> hilarious. I was like, cool. Got in 30 grams of protein. You know, I don't even know what 30 grams of protein means. <laughs> I don't. I realised this today. Everyone's like, in order to... You need to have 150 million grams of protein. I don't know what that means. This is what I've realised. So I'm drinking one protein coffee a day, calling it good. <laughs> I ate courgettes for dinner. There's not a bit of protein in those. You and Grace. Yeah. Are consumer the, vultures. You're consumer vultures. You are exactly what TikTok was created for. I love it. You I don't want to ex- change. I'm unchangeable at this okay. point. Yeah, but you can't. I you want can't... to spend money on powdery, sugary, horrible water. <laughs> And I'm happy doing it. I okay. put snail slime on my face every day. Snail mucin. Snail, see, pff, snail mucin every day. And guess what? I've never felt more even skin toned in my life. Really? Although it, I don't, I'm a bit concerned about how they actually get it off the snails. Is there some like horrible snail farming going on? And I'm paying £14.50 to slap it on my face. Do you know what? Maybe you should do your background research. Shut up. <laughs> and on that lovely note yeah thanks join us next week <laughs> when we're not friends when anymore hopefully Abby is a slight, slight slightly bit happier yeah I'm going to be so happy next week a small bit happier we're looking forward to it goodbye bye